he's he's in Mandalorian. He plays a villain, like an actual serious. He's actually really good in Mandalorian. That's fucking sick. Yeah, dude, I I love that Bill Burr just like like he is an actor, but it's just like you see him in the most like his comedy and the stuff that he talks about on his podcast and who he is as a person. He's just very. He's a very unique individual. Yeah, you can, it's, it feels like he's very much himself. Like he's at no point unapologetically yeah, himself. Unap- unapologetically himself. And have you ever have you see, heard him speak on? He he loves Mushuga. There's like a video. Really? There's a video on YouTube of him talking about Mushuga because I think he's a drummer. That's why Bill Burr's a drummer. Yeah, I think Bill Burr plays drums. And because um, he's talking about polyrhythms and stuff like that. So he like, he knows, he understands like what, well. See, I would not expect that from a guy like me. Like he seems like just such an ordinary man's man. Like, you know, I like football. I like beer. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy. I have semi-traditional values. Yeah. I'm a dick, but I love relishing in being a dick. <laughs> you know, what I really, really fucking like about him <clears throat> is that like he's, he's, well, for one, he's a total conspiracy nut, and some of the stuff, like especially if you watch any of his interviews on the Conan O'Brien show, mm-hmm. it just seems like that's his platform there to let loose about. Like Conan asked him back in 2016 about what he thought on the Trump and the Hillary election, and he just starts going off on these like conspiracy theories about Hillary having these secret meetings under a mountain. He called them <laughs> eyes wide shut parties, <laughs> and Conan's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I get to do that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing is, he's got, a, you know, he's got all of those outrageous, wild, lavish sort of things that he thinks and says. But in the same breath, he'll always you know, he'll be like, I'm a moron. You know? <laughs> That's all right. Don't listen to me. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, what, do you, yeah, what do you expect? Yeah. You pay money for me. What the hell? It's that it's that like it's actually I think I said this yesterday. It's the thing that I really like about Trey and Matt is it's that like everyone's a fucking idiot. But so am I. So it's like, you yeah. know. I like I'm making fun of you for being an idiot, but also like I'm, I'm also f- like no subject to not being criticized. You know what I mean? Like I I can I can be criticized just as much as you know the people that I am criticizing. The things that you think are dumb, but also the things that I think are dumb. So it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we all monkey. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no one really gets it. I said that, and you know what? That's a nice little. I think that's a pretty good way to that's enter. It, yeah. How's it going, guys? This is the pretty good. Thanks podcast. Uh, this is going to be hopefully. I'm. You know what? Forecast for the podcast. I'm going to say it's going to be my favorite pretty good thing. podcast. Last so far. week's was pretty good, but with Adam. Adam can talk some shit. He can talk some mad shit. I, that was a really fun time. I didn't even get to ask half of the things that I wanted to, so I think we're going to have to. Hey, we actually, me and him went for. We ended up going for a walk after that episode, and um, we were saying how we never talked. To, we agreed before the show that um, Adam and I were going to talk about Jim. I don't know how that was going to be interesting, but we were going to figure it out, right? We we're going to run with it. Ask him how much he can bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask him how he can bench. <laughs> we were just we just got done watching Bill Burr just before. That's why you probably heard our little Bill Burr conversation leading into this. But yeah. we're just going to be quoting that all through this podcast now. <laughs> anyway. Last week's was a lot of fun, but this is the first podcast that we've done where we're actually face to face. We're in person. 25Ks, baby. We're here. The only latency is in our cables, baby. Oh, (laughs) man. And it's so... Well, that's a a lot of the time we find ourselves like tripping over each other because it's, you know, like there's a lot of lag between the... uh, 
between yeah. the videos. But I feel like this time, you know, we still might trip over each other, but it's going to be like, because we're both just keen to talk. Well, this way, at least we can like, we could film it this way as well. Honey, you know? we could. You know, it could be more interesting for the people. So if you like the idea of us doing a video, maybe someone let us know. Yeah. Because <laughs> we need your I'll make sure I, I'm not wearing a shirt right now. I'll make sure I'll put on a shirt and cover some of my shame <laughs> if we do a video. <laughs> no, we, you had the Playboy robe on before. What happened to that? Oh, it got a bit too hot. Uh, We're also sitting outside in the sun. It is a fucking beautiful day. It is beautiful. Oh, my I, God. I'm, I'm, I'm all swept up in the shade here, but that's I'm completely fine with that because, as you may know, I am a ghost. I am Yeah. <laughs> But no, it is lovely. It's really warm. It is a good day. It's just toasty. I'm fucking loving this. So yeah. I'm just expecting good vibes. It's good. And like, you know what? Even if it's not our most interesting podcast, fuck you all because I'm going to enjoy it the most because I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's really that's about. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, but yes, welcome to the Pretty Good Thanks podcast. I'm Dylan and Liam. I'm remaining to be Liam this episode. As <laughs> <laughs> your week been, dude? Yeah, it's been. It's been good. Like, as always, I I feel like I'm kind of swept up in my own little world all the time. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like I'm kind of in my little bubble doing my own thing. You know, I see Ophelia and and I uh, I see you, you know, once or twice a week. So, I don't know. I've kind of gotten used to this routine a little bit. It's a Uh, bit hard to feel integrated into the real world when, like, no one is. Yeah. Like, everyone's in their bubble, I think. Yeah. Like, last night, I actually was, like... I was on Instagram. Do you ever, like, go through, like, your archived videos, like, you know, from your stories yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Because I'm hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was doing that and I was just like, oh, man, like, this, I, could, I can't, I'm not in the same headspace to be posting content like this at the moment. Like, yeah. I don't have anything interesting to say or share, you know? 100%. Yeah. Which is why we started a podcast in the, you know, <laughs> so I can just share these thoughts with you right now because they're interesting enough, right? <laughs> Me thinking about how my thoughts aren't interesting. Is that interesting? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, we're going to get Con- Conan's going to come on the next episode, by the way, guys. Conan yeah. O'Brien, we've got, uh, you know, he confirmed it. He's coming yeah. on our next episode. <laughs> We're so keen to have you on, Conan. He's a long-time listener, apparently. Yeah, yeah. We've seen his show once or twice as Good well. Good buddy of the show, honestly. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't had him on sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, actually mentioned before about, like, those platforms on the late-night shows, and it got me thinking about... Now, you you told me, like, uh, recently, like, you, you weren't familiar with Harmony Corinne, the director. No, yeah, the music video director that you and Ariel were talking no, about. No, 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 no. He's a filmmaker. Um, He did, uh, like, Gumba, Gummo and... um. Oh, what was the movie with James Franco? We talked. We had a talk about this. He um, he plays a guy named Alien. Ah, uh, uh, well, regardless, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar. So with So he's work. actually, I think it might be Conan. It's one of those late night talk shows. But he's actually no, it's David Letterman. He was on, and he's like the only guest to ever have gotten banned from that show. He got banned from Letterman. Yeah, he, he appeared on Letterman three times. Once when he was like, because he like started when he was like really young. So he was really like he was in his teens, basically. Holy shit! Then the next time he was like, you know, in his twenties, and he was promoting his next movie. And then the other one was really recently, and he got banned from the show. <laughs> what did he do? I uh, like in the interviews, he was just like very sort of. He didn't respond the way that David Letterman wanted or expected or could work with. Let's just say, like he was he was being really difficult. Oh, okay. Um, in it, like, but for a comedic. 
value yeah, because yeah. he was just like trying but to make he some He was statement. making Letterman kind of the butt of that joke. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a bit of an ego thing. I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know David Letterman personally. And obviously this is the first time hearing yeah. of this, but like fucks banning someone from your show, like banning them flat out, like absolutely blacklisting them from your show because, you know, they joked about you or they made you a bit yeah. of a joke, you know, like. I don't know. It, like there's, I haven't watched the video for a really long time, so I can't remember specifically what he does on those, you know, the first two appearances, at least. The third one, at least, I might be some sort of reconciliation. I'm not sure. But um, there's a YouTube video that documents all three appearances. So we'll we, have to dive we, into that We'll watch later. into that after. Yeah. That's, it's funny, like, because we were talking about Bill Burr, mm. uh, the funny thing about him on the Conan show is, like, Conan ends up in a place where he can't really work with Bill Burr either, but it's not because Bill Burr you know, isn't saying much or anything like that. It's because the shit that Bill Burr starts talking about when he gets on his real conspiracy nut bullshit, yeah. <laughs> all Conan has is, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's in a position to absolutely not know how to respond. Yeah, yeah. When he's talking about Hillary Clinton meeting under, meeting under a mountain, having those eyes wide shut parties. <laughs> eyes wide shut parties? What? <laughs> what are you talking about, Bill? <laughs> Only I get to do that on this show. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyway, there was something that I actually have been looking for this week to bring up with you. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, you'll have to excuse me. I, <laughs> I just think that I'm a bit hilarious. Yeah. But <laughs> we think we're funny. Yeah. So in a, uh, in a battle of the ocean dwelling rock stars, who do you think would win between Jordan Fish and Amy Shark and why? Okay. All right. <laughs> so are we... What what are we allowing Amy Shark and uh, Jordan Fish to have at this like in this battle? Are, like, are they allowed weapons, or is it just hand to hand combat? Or you know, think of it as a like as a complete. Are they thrown in the ocean and like we have to let them have, wrestle and like drown each other? They have to perform in the ocean. They got to perform both musically and in like okay. uh, in combat. Okay. And musical combat, if you will. Yeah, musical combat. So we're talking <laughs> kind of like, it's kind of like the chess boxing of this ocean-dwelling <laughs> rock star world. Now, I still didn't, I, did, I didn't end up checking out chess boxing, but I just want to note that I, I'm going to remind myself when I'm editing this to watch chess boxing. <laughs> Liam, if you're listening to this, watch chess boxing now. Pause this, go watch chess boxing. <laughs> But obviously, Amy Shark has the obvious advantage being a shark rather than Jordan Fish, who is clearly the prey. So, mm. while you could argue that above the water, Jordan Fish might win in a boxing match, for example. But we haven't specified what Jordan Fish is. Fish is just a, like, fish is just a, a general term. Like, a shark is a type of fish, right? You know, or... or- or is it? I don't know. I'm an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about this? Think of all of the fish in the ocean, large and small, You and work out the average of their size. So, like, every single fish, add up how much, you know, how big they are, and then divide that by the number of how many fish there are. Mm. What you're going to end up having is you're going to end up having more small and even, like, microscopic fish life. Maybe not microscopic fish life, but, like, very, very small fish life than you are large and fish life, I feel life, like I Jordan Fish is, like, multi like. M- multi-instrumentalist enough that like those little micro uh, organisms would be playing their own instrument. So I feel like Jordan has the advantage there with more, you know, more palettes of sounds, I think in the musical category. 100%. But then you've also got Amy Shark's determination for how long she worked and how long it took Mm. her to actually get a foot into the pop scene and how much she fucking deserves it because of that. 
Yeah. So you know what? I think it's a pretty even match. She she re- she released a single like recently. I have not heard it. Yeah, it it, it, I think it's got some like crazy feature like too. I, the thing that got me into her was when I uh, like heard the song on Triple J that she had Mark Hoppus feature on. I was like, holy fuck, Mark Hoppus got on this and this is like an Australian artist. That's huge. That is really cool. I didn't know that Mark Hoppus was one of, one of her tracks. Yeah, on the um, on the album Love Monster that she did, the one that like uh, had, you know, tell, tell yeah, mom yeah, I said yeah. hi and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mark Hoppus featured on a song called Psycho and it's like, it's a really nice song and his feature's really nice and I was just like... Holy shit. And then, uh, yeah. And then someone told me, yeah, that's Amy Shark, dude. She's worked for like this long to, she's like really, really been plugging away for years and it's finally happened for her. And I'm like, holy shit. That's like the most heartwarming, you know? Yeah. It's like the, the fucking little engine that could, that's you know, nice. everyone loves that story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup between Jordan and Amy. Yeah. I'm going to have to think, I'm going to dwell on that for a while now. You know that. Anyone that's still listening, thank you, because that I just went off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I got something to ask you, Liam, and yeah. then we just started talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking just before about how you mentioned like Mark Hopper's features, and it, it reminded me of didn't Mark Hopper's feature on a Tonight Alive song as well, like another Australian band? I'm not sure. I know. Uh, what are you afraid of? I think he, he's on uh, one of the tracks, and I was gonna. The reason I brought that up is. Because I found that one, like, I find his features could be, like, hit and miss. Because I didn't, I don't, it's it's not a very memorable feature, if I'm honest. Okay. But, obviously, he can, he is capable of, you know, being a, as a good feature artist on other, like, Amy Shark's track, for example, so. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, it's, I'm not sure what your standard is for his feature there. Because it's like, he didn't do anything that was, like, super groundbreaking, but I was just like, hey, that's his voice, this is a nice song. Mm. It's Maybe it just depends on the song that's being written for it, you know, if it's a... Uh, if he's just singing a feature that's written for him, and if it's not a well-written feature, it's probably not going to be a good feature. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you mentioned before that you had some story about a dude falling over and dropping his. Slurpee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to bring this up. Like, I think I think this this happened a couple of weeks ago, and it's I haven't found a spot on the podcast to actually bring this to that. Like, and, and it's this thing called forgetting. Yeah, I I forgot. <laughs> okay, so um. I can't remember. I think I might have been driving to Ophelia's. And you know Five Ways? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Moralbark. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, the, the like the three different, like, roundabouts. For anyone yeah. that doesn't know, Moralbark is an area, like, right in the center of the suburb. There are these three roundabouts stuck into one, like, yeah, intersection of five streets, basically. And, you know, like, we grew up there and we learned to drive there. So, it's kind of okay for us now. But approaching that thing... Is fucking daunting. Like, mm. even if you're a pretty experienced driver, it's like, you, if you're not familiar with it, it's fucking, you just get thrown in the it's, deep it, and you're like, what the learners, fuck it's is crazy. Happening? It's crazy times. But um, anyway, you were at the five ways? Yeah. And I was like, you know, backed up, like, it must have been like peak hours. It was like in the middle of the afternoon. And um, this, like, young guy, like, I don't know, probably in late teens, maybe early 20s, I don't know, in that range, he was riding his bike across the road from like, the police station over yep. to where the shell is. And um, he, he like must have fell off or he's tripped over and he like dropped his slurpee <laughs> that he had. <laughs> and I just remember just like looking, like seeing him just like look at the slurpee and like picking up the, the leftover cup, looking inside, making sure there was no dirt and was just like, Oh, it's still good. <laughs> yes, what a legend. <laughs> That's the way that you yeah. all, you know, 
Some people would be like, that Slurpee's gone, brother. But if you pick it up and you're like, no visible gunk, <laughs> then she's good to go. Why waste half of exactly. a Slurpee? I just, just, just watching that process just amused me. And I felt like it was necessary to bring onto the show. But it, it also just got me sent into like a spiral of how people be crazy sometimes. You know? Uh, <laughs> it, it's such a very intimate thing to witness, I think. Because like, like when I'm alone here and I like, you know... Maybe I'll drop a bit of food on the floor or something like that, and then I'll pick it up, look at it, and, like, there's no dirt, gunk, or hair on it. I'm like, nah, this is fine, <laughs> and I'll eat it. And I think to myself while that's happening, man, thank fuck no one's looking at this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly like the guy that I mentioned, like, a few podcast episodes ago. The um the guy that I caught, like, smoking a bong out the side of his <laughs> front window. It's just this little slice into humanity, you know? Those are so fun. Yeah, these little these little slices. I, I want to make a book on just like these little slices of humanity. I think that would make a great like coffee table. You know what? If not even a coffee table book, if you could do like a video series of stuff like that, that'd be terrific because yeah. you'd get like you know people eating shit off the floor. People like <laughs> all of all of the things that you know they're not even like. Uh, humans of New York or whatever, where it's like, all the nice things about people, the quaint little humanistic <laughs> things. It's like, no, nah, just times when people are dog shit, but it's fine because <laughs> everyone does it. <laughs> it's, it'd be like one of those... <laughs> It'd be like one of those things where like fifty percent of the humans like wipe one way and wipe the other way. Oh, it's, it's like one of those little bits, like where <laughs> you know, it, until someone else mentions it, you think you're the only one who does it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you think that's how the world is because you've never thought outside of yeah. you know. I fold when I wipe my ass, and then someone's <laughs> like, "Oh, you're a folder. I'm a scruncher." <laughs> you're like, "The fuck is a scruncher?" <laughs> That would make a great episode for a cartoon, just like the scrunches versus the folded. You know, the whole town just like like just is divided. We should we should poll our very small fan base. Yeah, you, you get like the media, like in the, like the news is like gaining propaganda against like the scrunches or something like that, calling them Murdoch's like so- a folder. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's pushing his folding propaganda. <laughs> The Labor scrunches at it again, getting us in the deficit. <laughs> the uh, Liberal, however, folds. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they fucking do. Mm-hmm. Um, Very on the nose. It's, this is another thing that I've actually... I So, I only realised this last year at uni. I might have already told you this story, mm. but I went... I was at uni. I went to take a piss uh, in the middle of class. Not in the middle of the classroom, but I left to go to the toilet while class was happening. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for some reason, while I was at the toilet, I was like, I was standing at the urinal and I was like, the wiping and folding thing came into my mind. And also the, you know, do you sit down to wipe or do you stand up? Because that was one thing that I did a certain way mm. and then found out people do it another way. And I'm like, the fuck would you do it like that for? And then people <laughs> were like, dude, you, <laughs> I'll proudly admit it. I stand and wipe. I'm, you know, I stand proud. They, they, again, complimenting each other. I sit. <laughs> Well, this and I think it was talking to you at frequency was when I found out because it was like I don't know if it, someone brought it up and I was like, "What do you mean you sit and wipe? I stand proud." And everyone, I thought that was the norm, and everyone was like, "You're a fucking animal." <laughs> <laughs> I was the minority in the band. Yeah. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> anyway, that popped into my mind while I was taking a piss at the urinal, and I was like, "I wonder if everyone pisses this way." So I go back into class and I ask my little group of mates that I was sitting with, Jack Taylor, Callum, 
or their names. Shout out if you guys are listening. And I asked them, I'm like, when you guys stand up and piss at the urinal, do you get your dick out or do you get your balls out as well? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was the only one, apparently one in four people, don't get their balls out. Everyone else, just just the dick and that's it. <laughs> I might be in that one of the four, I think. You get the balls out. I think so. Yeah. Oh, actually- or you switch. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of those things, actually, I might have to, like, take note of next time I go, because I don't think I've ever thought about it. Yeah. That might be you. I've, th- I've thought about it, but it's because I feel like I literally cannot empty my tank if my testicles aren't outside of my pants. <laughs> I feel like, because, you know what? And it's proof that pee is stored in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Because if I can't get the balls out, then it stays in there. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I got to go again. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you, are you a over the jocks guy or are you like a fly, like through the fly guy? Um, This is very intimate yeah, this is conversation. A, this is a super intimate conversation. Yeah. I, well, I wear boxes, so I usually go. You go through the fly? No, no. I go like over the brim of my yeah, boxes okay. and right. pants. I'll, like, undo my jeans fly if I'm wearing jeans. I won't just, mm. like, you know, keep the belt on and just, like, force myself out of it. I don't know why, though, that fly... I mean, I can understand, like, why it got invented, but I don't think I've met a single person that uses it. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a redundant... Yeah. No. If, if anything, it pisses me off, like, the button fly on boxes, because mm. I wear boxes and it's just, like... I'm not sure if you know this, but I wear boxes. <laughs> I'm not like other boys. <laughs> but I guess it fucks me up because it'll come undone and then I'll be like, piece of shit. You know? <laughs> now I got to stop and that's like five seconds of my day gone. <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> Do you reckon the butterfly is like the equivalent of like, you know, the dudes in porn? You like. <laughs> You keep their shirt on, but they like lift. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just lift their head out of the neck hole, but keep their arms in the sleeves. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> do you reckon it's like the equi- like? Do you reckon it's for dudes that just want to keep their briefs on, but you know they still want to be able to utilize? Yeah, the- get the rig out. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's for functional <laughs> fashion. If you're Honestly, all right, you know what? Rich of me to be saying this immediately after I was like, it wastes five seconds of my day to do that button fly. But if you're that flat out that you can't <laughs> can't get your kit off to get that job done, then you need to reconsider priorities. Elastic, dude. I feel like one, it's one or the other, you know what I mean? Like, if you're wearing a belt, fine. There's, like, there's a zipper, you know, this. I, I get it. I mean, it doesn't take that long to undo a belt, but, you know, we've got elastic. Elastic <laughs> exists around the waistband. You can- yeah. Especially if you're a piece of shit that wears trackies every day like me. (laughs) (laughs) You're a product of your environment, man. All right. Now, I've got a little bit of a game to play with you. All right. So. I like games. I came up with this. I uh, spoke to Saleh the other day and he brought this up to me. He brought up that I can't remember how it came up, but he said that he wanted to see The Rock and Kevin Hart in a remake of The Fugitive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so basically just the Jumanji cast But like the fugitive No, it's ju- Just the Rock and Kevin Hart Because okay. they also did that buddy cop thing Oh I haven't they, seen No I don't know so that So they've done like Yeah they did uh, the two Jumanji movies And they did a buddy cop movie together And then it got this conversation rolling Between Sala and, and I Are they basically this generation's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito Well funny that you bring that up Because Sala and I start having this conversation about 
what all right, what remakes would we put The Rock and Kevin Hart oh, in? And the go. one that we agreed was absolute alpha was twins. Interesting. You'd have The Rock as Arnold Schwarzenegger's character and Kevin Hart as Danny DeVito's character. I was character. thinking Junior. Junior? Yeah, when Arnold Schwarzenegger's pregnant. What? <laughs> I haven't seen that! Have you not seen that? What the fuck? Oh, it was a movie in the 90s, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they, um, yeah. They, <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is somehow pregnant in that movie, and, um, yeah. And Danny now the DeVito man holds office him. in California. <laughs> <laughs> or he did. Yeah, true. Donald Trump's president doesn't even matter. Yeah, nothing fucking matters anymore. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But anyway, so the fun, a fun game is, can you think any other movies that you just like, any, basically anything that they're doing that's not a comedy, that they're doing as a remake, you put slash comedy at the end of it. So horror, comedy, mm-hmm. action, comedy, or anything that they're remaking that is a comedy, like Twins, then has to become an action comedy. <laughs> so right. what you've got is like, all right, for example, Back to the Future, The Rock is the Doc, <laughs> Kevin Hart is Marty. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> what, what if you, what, if, what about like Alien, where like, the Rock is the alien and Kevin Hart is Ridley or Ripley. Sorry, Ripley. <laughs> See, I feel like I'd cast Kevin Hart as the alien in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, we like also Batman came- and Robin. Yeah, that one's obvious. That's a, that's a low-hanging fruit one. You know though. what? The funny thing is the, with like dynamics like that, it was like Batman and Robin, and it fits Kevin Hart and The Rock so perfectly because not like they're like this in real life, but they could totally play off that Batman, Robin, Mr. Burns, Smithers dynamic where mm-hmm. the sidekick is totally in love with the leader and the leader is completely asexual <laughs> and has no interest to fuck at all. No. <laughs> yeah, anyways, so what do you reckon? What, what sort of movies would you cast The Rock and Kevin Hart in? <sighs> I'd love to see them do like a horror comedy like together. Like yep. I'd I'd like to see them do something like I don't know. Like like yeah, like an American remake of Shaun of the Dead. Oh, all right, that's a tall order yeah. because that's something that's like already like a yeah, like an action comedy sort oh, of thing. Oh, I'm not saying it would like necessarily be good. I would just say it would be profitable. You know what actually? I don't think any of these movies would be necessarily no. good. No. I don't think remaking is- I feel like you'd have Kevin Hart being eccentric and The Rock raising his eyebrow, and that's the punchline (laughs) of every movie. (laughs) But- Anyway, it's you know that's something that I'm going to start thinking about over the coming weeks. Is yep. you know I might just bring it up randomly and be like, well, got another. Well, we should create a segment. Well, yeah, when well, people come on, I'll be like, all right, The Rock, Kevin Hart. If, what if you if you anybody's listening has any uh, ideas or suggestions, you can also send that through. You know, you can just DM us. Um, yeah, on actually, Instagram hit us up. We'll read it out. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put we'll, we'll we'll bring this back. I think I think that's a good idea. And we'll start making it a thing as well. We'll bring a guest on. And, you know, actually, I'd keen to hear what Adam reckons next time Adam's on, what movie he'd recast The Rock and Kevin yeah. Hart <laughs> I also didn't ask Adam uh, last episode um, that question that I asked pretty much everybody. Or <laughs> about actually, adding uh, people? About that, yeah, the profile picture, press shot, band thing. That popped into my head this morning as yeah. well. I was like, I don't think he asked Adam. No, that. so we'll get Adam back on the show and we'll, we'll, uh, we've will we got lots of things to talk about. One thing you brought up to me yesterday, man, was that uh, a little note that you'd made for yourself was about deep cut track tours, as in like, 
to yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I was having this thought um one night, and I, I don't know. I was, I think the reason I think I was watching like like one of those two hour like cure sets, like live sets at a festival or whatever, and um basically. I was thinking about how, like, they don't necessarily always play their greatest hits all the time. Like, it's... No, they just play the songs that they like. Yeah, like exactly. And so, I was thinking also about, like, how, like, the bands that I, like, I'm a super fan for and how good it would be for, you know, uh, like, how, how good it would be to see, you know, some of those bands play all, the, like, the more obscure material and not play a single, like hit track that they I, have i really like to see even like okay blink 182 they've got a lot of great hits but i would yeah. i'd love to see them just do the tr- holy trinity covers to covers would you yeah so like anima take off your pants and jacket and self-titled because like especially self-titled there are so many deep cuts from that album and you, like they've got a lot of hits so they've got a lot of fucking catalog to get through and you know usually not heaps of time which is fair enough that they don't do that but if they did a tour where they're like mm. no singles only the deep cuts yeah I'd, I'd for sure. Oh yeah, know. like there's some songs like Roller Coaster. Every time I look for basically that whole back half of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, I don't think I've ever seen live, like or any live videos of. Maybe Shut Up might might be the exception there, but yeah, there's like there's heaps of songs from that. There's um yeah the deep cuts from Self Titled. Like um I've never been able to pronounce it. Is it Asthenia or something like Asthenia. that? Asthenia. Yeah, yeah. Um Stockholm Syndrome. I mean all of this. Here's your letter. Yeah. You know what? The Cure Deep Cut Tour, which is pretty much just the Cure Tour, mm. and Blink-182 opening, yeah. or like a co-headliner or whatever, yeah. Robert Smith comes out for all of this. Yeah. That'd be well, fucking ha- he's, he's He did that at um in at a show. In There's a video of um Robert Smith coming out uh, in about probably 2003, 2004, when they played all of this on that tour. And then um after that, he goes like... <laughs> He goes off stage and he's just watching side of stage and Mark just basically brings the microphone stand right in front of Robert Smith and is just playing to him. <laughs> and, then, and then they just like somehow transition out of like, jo- like yeah, that's right. I think my- maybe Robert Smith requested Josie. So they played oh. Josie and um, like, or at least like a segment of it. that Robert Smith is like, he yeah. likes that old school catalog yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of obscure tracks. Yeah. Um, so... You know, so they're like playing Josie to him, basically, or a segment of it. And then they just like break into Boys Don't Cry and then just like better like a punk version of That's Boys Don't Cry. Sick. Yeah, it's on YouTube. We'll, we'll, again, we'll add it to the list of things we'll watch after. Yeah, we'll go on a dive after yeah. this. I definitely want to get around some more Bill Burr videos yeah. as well. <laughs> Bald Burr. Bald Burr. <laughs> I didn't realise for how long he's been doing stand-up comedy, but some of his stand-up, he's like talking about Bush's, uh, the Bush administration's yeah. Response to Katrina. True. Like, that's how fucking Yeah, he's been around for ages. He's been doing it for a hot minute. A hot minute, man. Oh, goodness me. Uh, But yeah, I'd love to see a deep cut. Just any band that I really like do some sort of deep cut. Yeah, like, I I feel like it's for, like, bands that, like, have got, like, a big, big catalogue to draw from. Like, I was thinking about more bands like, you know, I mean, like, we brought you brought up, like, the Eagles, you know, like, Foo Fighters is a good example. Like, you know, the the bands that are able that could, if they wanted to, play like a three-hour set, but instead, you know, could just play. Also, for the bands themselves as well. Like, I, I imagine that after playing together for 30-plus years, you get sick of playing the same old songs. And I don't know. I feel like as an artist, I'd like to one day, if I had that big enough catalogue, just play some of the songs I haven't played in forever. I and- think it'd be very nice. I, I, like, I feel like I might get sick of playing the mm. same songs, but- 
I also read something that the vocalist of Smash Mouth, mm. like someone was like, oh, you get sick of playing All Star after all of these years? And he's like, no, dude, it puts food on my table. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I love playing this song. Yeah. <laughs> I live to play this song now. True. And they get real, he gets real salty as well on Twitter if you are say that that song only had success because of Shrek. He just like you'll passively. No, that was yeah. That song was way bigger before Shrek came out. Hundred yeah. percent. It's just funny people being like, "Oh, All Star wouldn't have been nearly as big without Shrek," you know. And he's just like, "Actually, we were already on our way to number one." And <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, like yeah. that. And I watched the movie that that song was actually like the first movie that mm. that was featured on, which is called Mystery Men. Yeah, yeah. That's a really that's a fucking B grade movie. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, like I watched that for the first time the other night, and I was like, "Wow, this kind of sucks." <laughs> It had its moments, though. I I feel like it's a product of its of its time. It's one know? of those. Well, that's that's the kind of consumable trash that I like watching because it's just it's nostalgia wank because yeah. it's like it it, rem- it brings me back to a time in my very young youth where you know things were a lot more simpler and you know it it just re- like it re- it brings me back to like weekends where I didn't have responsibilities and I could you know watch. Trash like this. 100%, man. It's like, I feel like that sort of comedy is like, if you weren't around when this was around and you don't like that, good, because you probably shouldn't like this. It's bad. Like, yeah, you know, it's not like- The only reason that we like this is because it was being shoved down our throats, but now it makes us nostalgic. It, like, it's like when um people talk about Paramore and like how Riot's like their favorite album. Yeah. You know, for me, like- I didn't I didn't have that nostalgia like where like Misery Business was my favorite song when it came out. You know, I I wasn't on the Paramore train. Yeah. During yeah. right where I feel like a lot of people who say that kind of, you know, have that reaction where it's like, "Oh no, this takes me back to a really specific time in my life." Um yeah, but for me like my favorite Paramore stuff is like the more newer stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. like the self-titled i mean like they're all great albums but right it's probably my least favorite out of all of them i can understand and not that. even because it's 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 not even bad it's a great album but i just i like the other ones more you know? yeah 100 percent. it's i definitely you, you've probably heard that sound before hearing it on riot yeah so then you hear it on Riot, and you're like i've already heard this sound whereas the stuff that paramore now does is completely fresh yeah um i feel that way when i listen to a lot of those old school hardcore bands like i didn't get into parkway drive and then mm. People play old Parkway Drive, and there's a couple of tracks that I dig, but for the most part, I'm like, I can appreciate what they've done, but mm. I, you know, it's done now, but better. Like, yeah, I, th- why would I, I listen think, to that? I think newer Parkway Drive is way better. New Parkway Drive is like, of the two sort of things that they've done, of like the metal core and now the trad metal sort mm-hmm. of side of it, yeah. or the dad rock or whatever you want to call it, I think I prefer the older stuff as a sound, but the stuff they write now is just way better for like- like they're packing out stadiums now and it's sick for that. It's yeah. like, cause when you're there and you see it live and you're amongst that crowd and how uh, theatrical they can be as well. Exactly. I'm like, Holy fuck. This is the perfect music. It for was this. so incredible watching them at good things. Like oh, their show. Their good things set was sick. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and that apparently like, like when I was talking to Chris O'Brien, he was like, that wasn't even like the full, like we couldn't even get everything shipped over. Really? Like that, like it wasn't big enough for, them to do the whole full European, oh, yeah. God, I le- like. I love how much they run that Europe circuit, and they come back here, and it's just the amount of hype people have for them as like their hometown heroes mm. is fucking. It's I'm sick. All, I live for that, dude. Yeah, and some like the thing is, I don't think any other band is really doing like that trad metal thing as good. 
at the moment. Yeah, no, right. Like now somebody's got to be doing that. You know, we can't all just be doing like genre bending, you know, EDM infused whatever. Yeah, they're holding down the fort for us. They are. <laughs> someone's got to- <laughs> It's a tough job, but someone's got to do someone's it. Someone's got to fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just see it as like the ex, like, you know, we might, I, I don't, I don't listen to like that much heavy stuff. So like, I'm not going to say that I'm like, I enjoy that sort of stuff, but I guess like, you know, just as we're saying, like for its purpose, it is executed upon very, very well. You know, they play big, big fest, like European circuit festivals. 100%. And it's perfect for that. Like it's made for that, that experience. So they're doing a good thing. Here's a thought. What if this podcast ever got big enough that we could do it on the level that Parkway Drive play music? <laughs> we're, we're the Parkway Drive podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Parkway Drive podcast. <laughs> Fucking pretty good, thanks. <laughs> I'm pre- oh, well, actually, Parkway Drive is an anagram for pretty good, thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but seriously, imagine just Think like- about it. <laughs> Imagine just running our pre-podcast ritual and then walking out onto a stage where there's like thousands of people, but we're still just doing this same shit. Like we're just still talking about the same nonsense, but for whatever fucking reason, yeah. we packed the G out. Ophelia had this had this thought when we were actually we were watching um the like the Cure DVD that we, I was I was telling you about the other oh, yeah. week, um and she was we were just watching it and she just turned to me and she she was like. Isn't it weird how we like go to shows and it's like very ritualistically like looking at like, okay, put it this way. Imagine like, you know, watching a concert or whatever and there's all these, you know, people, but instead of, instead of people, they're like kidney beans, right? <laughs> Everyone's just the same. It's, it's just the same kidney beans. And for some the reason, beans. and for some reason, there's these leader beans that are on stage performing <laughs> for the kidney beans and the kidney beans place so much importance Onto the ones that are on stage. Like, do you ever, like, how weird is that? <laughs> and imagine kidney beans watching us do this. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, You're, Dylan's giving me this face right now that's just like, where the fuck are you? I like, I get the premise of it and I get like what you're talking about making ordinary people into idols. Yeah. The fuck did you choose beans? <laughs> Does it not illustrate the point about how weird that is? No, <laughs> it's, it's fucking beans. <laughs> it would be weird if there was a thousand beans watching us do our podcast. That would yeah. be weird. You know what? We could make that. Like, how many beans do you reckon are in a five hundred gram jar from Coles? Tim? I'm sure someone on YouTube has already counted. And has that information for us. They're like 80 cents each. We're surely that not that far off getting a thousand beans in a room. Oh, easy. Easy. <laughs> That'd be a fun video. I reckon we should wrap this up here and you can tune in next week to see a video of us performing our podcast to a thousand kidney beans. That sounds excellent. <laughs> Fuck. What has this show become? This one went off the I rails. I was thinking about how it took us... Was it was it seven is it seven episodes last week? Was that Adam's one set episode seven? Yeah. So it took us seven episodes to get to shit. Like <laughs> you know, every yeah. You know what I mean? Like every er, at, at some point every show goes to shit. <laughs> and it took us seven episodes to go to shit. 
<laughs> Every single platform will touch on shit at one point, and we just went there way quicker yeah. than most. We just we got it out of the way. As yeah. <laughs> soon as we do this, the sooner we can move on to other things. But this this one did definitely go off the rails. I'm like about it though. Yeah. If anyone's still listening and like followed a lot of this, good on you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your uh, afternoon, your week, whatever you're doing with us. Yeah, if you're folding the laundry, thanks for having us. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up here, but uh, thank you for listening to the Pretty Good Thanks podcast. I'm Liam. And I'll remain to be doing. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Ah. Ah.